throughout Britain, men and women are foregoing the 9 to 5 jobs introduced during the Industrial Age as they embrace new technologies within the digital revolution. And these two chaps are here to help. Welcome to the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, the show about mindfulness and entrepreneurship in the digital economy. With your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. We're in the nicer of the palatial Powerful Nonsense Studios today. Look at us with two studios. Two studios, man. Who'd have thought it? Already on the up and up. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Powerful Nonsense. Hello. We are here to fill your ear holes with... In the nicest way. <laughs> <laughs> with fun, frolics, and powerful nonsense. Oh, yeah. Oh, Most, yeah. Mostly powerful, hopefully. Mostly powerful. A little bit of nonsense here and there. Yeah. Any nonsense that comes from Jem's mouth, the powerful stuff, that's that's all from mine. Just yeah. putting that out there now. You decide. Just, well, <laughs> there's, there's no decision to be. It's not like a, a coin toss where you go, heads it's Jem, tails it's Wayne. Because I'm heads anyway. Anyway. Anywho. So, what are we talking about today, Wayne? I want to do, do introductions. Oh, why? Because we, we've had this discussion before. What if What if... This is the first episode. But I'm already so known. I'm, oh, known. I'm known in the you're podcasting famous. game. You are. I'm in the game. Pat Flynn knows your name. Got skin in the game for time. <laughs> <laughs> to those who don't know who we are, I am Jem Yildner. <laughs> and I'm an immigrant prick. <laughs> I joke it. I am Wayne Ingram. And this, to my right, uh, you are my right, that's right, Yeah, is... The yeah. Turkish Delight. The Turkish Delight. Oh, that's your name? Yeah, that is it. <laughs> no, Jem Yildiz. Hello, everybody. Anybody who is new. Yes. Glad to have you on board for this powerful... Experience. ...nonsensical journey. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Or you switched off because you're thinking, who the hell are these dudes? <laughs> <laughs> so, the question is, what are we talking about today? Well, actually, you came up with the idea, so maybe you should tell us what it's about. Okay, I will. So... Basically, the main question that we're posing to everyone today is, should you work for free? Mm-hmm. Ever. Basically. Yeah. It's a, good, it's a good question because I think a lot of young people especially have to have to question that themselves, mm-hmm. especially when you're coming out of uni or you're trying to get that first mm-hmm. job or, mm-hmm. or whatever, really. And it's a good question because I thought of it. Um, yeah, <laughs> as well. And we're, we're going to have some serious debating. We are. I think this is going to get a little bit heated, mm-hmm. just to warn you. This could get a little bit. Should we? Should we play it? Because oh, I was talking before we hit record. Should we play it? You support one side, I support the other. Should we play it that way? I don't know. I guess we just got to feel what where the fire lies and just yeah. Go at it. I may play devil's advocate quite a lot in this episode. No, I, I've got to support the the fellow artists here. Okay. So, as an actor, I feel it's it's my duty to support the the. That side of the argument. Anyway, how noble of you, Wayne! I know, I know. I'm I'm looking out for my my fellow artists, actors. Cool. So I guess a good place to start would be our own experiences with free work. Have you? Oh, okay. Yeah, I've think? I've worked for free. Like most of my acting career so far has been for free. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I have vast amounts of experience working for free because, um, and I think we'll probably touch on this a little bit later, but. Um, Sometimes art can be a little bit more difficult to sell to people um, to have monetary value. Obviously, it does have a lot of monetary value, but it's not quite so obvious as maybe, say, setting up a food business where everybody needs food, so everybody's going to pay for food. Like, it's not as easy as a sell of that. You've got to convince people of the value a lot harder and a lot more. So, yeah, I have plenty of experience of um, I guess my experience was really um, when I came out of university, obviously I had my media production degree and then you first think, okay, well, I've got to get jobs, so I need to mm-hmm. get uh, several internships. And so when I first came out of uni, I actually, um, as I said, if you know by my from my blog, like I was actually unemployed for a while trying to find jobs. And then um, I came across an internship. And then I, as I say, that was a, a free internship. I think they were paying, paying just for my travel and my food. And then I was actually taking a cut from my actual job seekers allowance by doing it. And so, but for me, what I was learning through that internship was, 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 had massive value for me at the time. And I guess that's, that's what we really need to discuss. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you know whether something has value? Mm -hmm. When is it okay to be, to give free work? And, um, 
really should we be given free work at all like is if you've got, if you've gone and got the degree if you put the time in and you've learned this the trade the skill should you should you have to work for free why is it that we've we've gone into this culture where now you do have to kind of be considered to do i don't know free for um internships first of all people say well um these young people are coming out of university and they don't have they don't have the skills for the workforce so they mm-hmm. kind of have to get that experience by working for free well i think as well it's a supply and demand issue I think that's the big crux of the matter. The crux of the matter is, well, at least it's perceived to be, that there isn't enough work out there for the amount of people that have got the skills or the knowledge for those various industries. So, you know, obviously most people can wait tables, most people can work behind a bar, most those those sort of menial jobs. But when it comes to any sort of skilled or intellectual work, loads of people, because everybody's got a freaking degree at the moment... <laughs> Loads of people are intellectual, they've got the smarts, they've got the knowledge. So then it's how do you um, differentiate differentiate yourself from the rest of the market? Um, and I think that's where the internships have come in because it's like, okay, well, this is, this is your in sort of thing, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. And I think the supply and demand uh, issue is a big cause behind why so many people are having to do free work. I mean, again, if I look at the acting industry... There are so many actors out there now. It's ridiculous how many actors are out there. Um, and so every, all of the employers, even some of the, I hate to say it, even the big production companies now know that there are so many actors out there desperate for their quote-unquote break that <laughs> they're going to work for free so that they can get the exposure, so that they can get better jobs and actually hopefully one day get paid for it. Um and so there are jobs out there being advertised for free or low pay um, because they know that people want to do it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But then it's like, okay, when it comes to, say, acting, um, you can, um, I guess um, employees can take that sort of stance. But then, like I heard um, in one of the posts I was reading beforehand, like you would never go to a plumber and say, well, can you practice, um, <laughs> can you do my house? Like, can you come in as an intern and fix my um, sink? And then, <laughs> and then, and then I'll, I'll, I'll pay you a part on that. Like it seems mm-hmm. that there's certain skills that you kind of have to, or perceived that you have to kind of give away some of it for free to show it has value first before uh-huh. you actually get paid for it. And I think maybe that's something that people really need to think about, or it needs to be changed. Is, is it like the employees, who, I mean, the, yeah, the employers that have to kind of really think about, mm. like, this person has put in the time, like, a graphic artist has spent years with their craft, and actually, are they not even more valuable because they have a very unique um, way of doing things, whereas, say, something like um, plumbing has a bit of a system to it, uh-huh. so... Is it more actually intellectually worth it or is it just that our society doesn't value that? Well, I think this is part of the problem as well. Again, because everybody's got an education now, I say everybody, that is a general sweeping statement, but (laughs) a large percentage of the population has a decent level of education. And I think almost the time that has been put in to that craft is almost a moot point because everybody's done it. Mm-hmm. So all my, that time that's been put in is actually no more special. No more special? That's right. No more special <laughs> than anybody else. Like, I've put three years, um, at least in education, formal education, into my acting ability. But then you've put three years into your media ability. Um, so-and-so's put three years into his psychology. Another person's put three, maybe even four years, into their accounting ability. So therefore, everybody's done it. So therefore... That has no value. And I think that's part of the problem. And also, I think a major, major problem is the employers. Mm -hmm. I mean, what is the difference? Explain to me what the difference between an apprenticeship and an internship is. Uh, Well, I guess with an uh, apprenticeship is more sort of they say, well, actually, we're training you on the job. And and whereas an internship says, well, you have the skills and now you're going to apply them. So (laughs) So we're training you on the job. I guess it's not, I guess there's training on the job and there's applying what your skills are to the job. So it's Uh kind of like the apprenticeship obviously says you haven't got the skills yet, whereas internship says you've got the skills, but I want to see whether you can actually put them into practice in my business. And yet the apprenticeship is paid. That is an apprenticeship. You're paid as an apprentice. An intern who already has the skills Mm -hmm. quite often isn't being paid. It's a very good point. And that's obviously that that's the thing that people are complaining about is saying, well, 
yeah, people have the skills and is it and why aren't employees paying for them? If if they have somebody in there who is already doing this job and being paid for it, but the intern comes in just to be an extra pair of hands, it's like again, is it it's it's back on the employer. I know I have some friends who have been really screwed over by employers mm-hmm. who have given them free work with massive promises and at the end of it they haven't got a job. They've spent their own money and the time getting to these jobs, putting in the hard work and there's been nothing out of it in terms of a longer a longer job. And I think that really comes down to the individual, I think. I think mm-hmm. I think the biggest, again, we're probably jumping a bit ahead, but I think a massive struggle um, that graduates have is their own self-worth. Like, I think, yeah. like you say, if every young person says, well, yeah, I do have the same degree as everybody else, then you kind of feel like maybe I should give free work because a lot of the time you, you're not even worthy. You don't even, and I had the same problem. I didn't know how valuable my skills mm-hmm. were because I'd never applied them to a business. Yeah, And so... When you come out, you kind of think, well, well, what what do I have to offer? What what can I give to a company? And to be honest, if they want me for free, that must that must validate that I have something worthy. Mm-hmm. But I don't see it myself. Mm-hmm. And it, it, again, I mean, we we always talk about this. I'm sorry for bringing it up, but I think it's the conversation's gone that way. It goes back to the failures of our education system because we've not been taught how to sell ourselves and sell our abilities beyond writing a CV. But also, you say that, but then the education gives us these skills, but like you say, it's given us the same skills. Uh-huh. So, so they're actually, completely unvaluable. Yeah, do we feel that there's actually value if everybody, if there is a 200, 300 people going for the same job, mm-hmm. then does that mean that everyone's on the same level? And then is it... Is it your? Is it then the way of the employer saying, "Well, actually, you've got the skills, but how how badly do you want it? Do you want it bad enough that you'll put in mm-hmm. free time? Will you give mm-hmm. your own time, which is probably more valuable than your degree, because that's that anyone can get that. But you to say that as a person, I connect with this job so much that I will do it for free initially. Does that give you a chance to show mm-hmm. show your hustle, show your passion for that actual that thing you're going into? So mm-hmm. an act of, um, somebody, a director might say to you, "Well, look, I'm putting on this show and." I want to see how much you want it as an actor. Or Uh is that also a way that they can kind of psychologically put your arm behind your back and say, well, I know you need this and you don't know how worthy you are, so I'm going to take advantage. Well, I think, I I mean, and and this is where, because there is, I'm going to put this out now, (laughs) because I don't think we have kind of said it yet. Mm -hmm. I think certainly as an actor, and I think for any industry now, because the world's gone that way, there is a place for working for free. I think in the economy that we have, in in where we are in terms of skills and things like that, there is a place for free work. However, there's a very, very solid line. Um, Like if you've been working in an industry for 10 years and you've just been doing free work, you've done something seriously wrong. (laughs) I think that's as much you doing something seriously wrong as it is the employer doing something seriously wrong as well. Uh, I completely forgot where I was going to go with that. What did you ask me? I'm going to jump in. I don't know what you was going to go in, but I was just going to say, I think really what we need to do is define the word free because Uh when people say free, I think instantly you say, well, if it's free, it means you're not getting paid. Uh-huh. And I think that's it. Simple as people mm-hmm. say, well, if it's free work, no one's swapping. There's no money trading hands. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, there's an amazing quote, which I, I, I live by and I did live by when I was doing my internships was, and I still live by if I'm trying to get a new client. And it's kind of like that idea that you have to work for what you can learn initially mm-hmm. rather than what you can earn. Mm-hmm. So learning a skill or, or creating a contact has massive value. It might not have instant monetary value. Mm-hmm. Like it's not actual physical money there and there uh-huh. in your hand. But what you're going to learn on that job in, say, a month or by having by getting into that contact that you reach out with and you do some work for them for free, that mm-hmm. contact alone has massive lifetime value. Uh-huh. It might not come this month. It might not come six months. Mm-hmm. But down one year down the line, that could have a massive payoff. And I think that's really what we have to say. We have mm-hmm. to say, what do we mean by free? Are we only looking at the money side mm-hmm. of things? Well, we also, not only do we have to define what is free, but we also have to think about what is money. Because I think that really changes your perspective. If you understand that money was implemented as a measure of value, mm-hmm. that's what it was there for. So rather than me having to go, well, I can only pay you in carrots because that's all I've got. Uh, can you fix my plumbing? Uh, I'll give you carrots. It's like, okay, well, 
how many carrots are worth my plumbing and so well, if, if the only food in the world was carrots and there was very limited availability uh, like availability of carrots you'd probably want some carrots yeah exactly <laughs> right um so money was introduced so that we could all understand well a carrot is worth this much uh in comparison to plumbing which is worth this much so um, if a carrot is worth 50p and an hour of your plumbing is worth 10 quid then you know you don't have to give me 20 carrots you can just give me 20 quid <laughs> mm-hmm. and plus you have to look at like how how much value is it to the to the guy whose toilet ain't working uh-huh. like what does it mean to him how much does that disrupt mm-hmm. his day that he can't sit on the bog like <laughs> he's probably he's probably going to be seriously disrupted so just because that guy must might say actually this is a high value he might pay a thousand pounds for you to sort out his bog because mm-hmm. it's so urgent but the person who says well actually it's not my responsibility the landlord sorts it out that is a low value so it's, it's a very big balance of like what is that's how value is created it's totally on the demand really <laughs> yeah and it saves the awkward conversation of oh, we can't go to the shitter because we've <laughs> run out of carrots <laughs> <laughs> So where were we? <laughs> so the, po- the point is the money is an introduction of value, uh, a measurement of value, sorry. So you have to consider just because you're not being paid the money doesn't mean that working for free has no value. But then you've also got to draw the line at the point of, well, at what point is it an equal equation? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's very, very easy for a company to go, oh, well, like with the acting, we'll give you loads of exposure. It's going to be a great experience for you. you you're going to make great contacts. It's like, okay, but how valuable are you people that I'm making contact with? If you're, if you're an up-and-coming artist like me, like don't sell me the exposure. Don't sell me the great contacts because it's bullshit. <laughs> like you're a, you need me as much as I need you. So let's do a skill swap here. And, and I think that the, the way forward really i mean i don't know what it's like in the internship world but just have a a written contract where it's like okay i will work for no monetary gain however if i do this job you need to in writing promise me that you will do so for example i could say you have to promise me that if this film ever makes money i get x percentage of the profit also I need uh, a credit on IMDb, so I need you to upload it to IMDb so that it boosts my exposure. Officially, don't just say, "Oh, it's going to boost your exposure," and then do fuck all about it. So I'm getting really, <laughs> really oh, we're passionate. Definitely explicit now in iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, getting really passionate about it. But but you know, have that written agreement, and then then if people don't follow up on that agreement, then you've actually got them by the chachones. <laughs> and I really, really like that because that applies to any sort of career. I mean, we're just at the moment, we're just uh, looking at it in terms of employment, being employed. Mm-hmm. But I think that's really great to actually think about because too many people, their instant kind of way of measuring value is that monetary mm-hmm. rather than actually saying, well, actually, if I get an internship with this company, I've already researched that the guy who works for accounts or the lady who works in marketing is so well-known, so well-connected. So actually, if I get in there and start talking to her, I can learn a whole lot from her. It's like, you really need to go well deep into that organization mm-hmm. and find where there's the nuggets of value mm-hmm. lie. When I was doing my internship at V Inspired, I was talking to every, every staff member because you don't know even inside the organization there might not be value but that person knows somebody who is then of value mm. and i think you have to be so hungry and such a hustler that you you already know what you're getting out of it 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 seems funny that you've got to get to the point where you're you're laughing the fact that this person's letting you in there into their little cave for free you're like you don't know you're unleashing me like i'm gonna actually drain like as much uh-huh. knowledge i'm gonna talk to the manager i'm gonna find out about how this business works i'm gonna inside out it should be like it should feel like if it's doing free monetary wise, it should feel like a no brainer for you. Like you are getting so much out of this experience mm-hmm. that you feel like you should pay them. Mm-hmm. That's when it gets to a point. I mean, you've got all these kind of um, newspapers and stuff who's saying, well, job seekers lounge, we're sticking on people to go do, um, I don't know, shelf filling for free at the local, um, I don't know, at the local uh, supermarket and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's stuff that I'm I'm against. Yeah, that's slave labor. Because at the end of the day, the person who is doing that is not totally slave labor. The, the thing is, you can it's it's totally how you frame it mm-hmm. to that person. It depends what career they want to get in. But any any job you do has a benefit to it, uh-huh. and it has a learning, mm-hmm. and it has you can if you're going to stack shelves, you can learn about systems, you can learn about. Um, um, how products display you can look, think about the market uh-huh. and you can think about you can talk to the managers they they know a lot of stuff it depends so i always feel it's up to the person i think if you're if you generally think something is for you're doing something for free and on that mm-hmm. basis it's usually monetary 
then you're having such a small-minded view about the yeah. thing that you're doing. Yeah. Because there's always value available. Mm-hmm. It's just whether you see it or not. Uh-huh. I'm going to bring up something which I was actually going to say for near the end, but I think we've kind of got to the point where it's actually relevant. Um, a friend of mine, fellow actor, she uh, told me this little three-point process that she does whenever she looks at a potential acting job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it applies really to any industry as well, particularly now that more and more industries are going into this free work model. Um, and the system is basically you look at the job and you ask yourself the following three questions. First of all, is it paid? Yes or no. Second of all, will it further my career? Yes or no. And thirdly, is it something I can get passionate about or is it something I am passionate about? Um, more to the point. Um, and if you say no to more than one of those, then it's not worth doing. Because it's okay not being paid so long as it will further your career and you're passionate about it. But if you're not passionate about it either and it's just there to further your career and you're not getting paid, it's probably a waste of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, and likewise with the others. If you're not passionate about it but it's furthering your career and you're getting paid, it's probably a waste of your time. You're just selling out. And it, it's I think it, that's a really good system to use just to clarify whether or not it's something that is worth pursuing because if you can't answer yes to at least two of those then you're sacrificing something and then you're at a loss mm-hmm. is the way i see it if there's like obviously if there's so much demand though like how do you i guess it's kind of a bit like we spoke with um gary vaynerchuk's um episode last um the week before and it's kind of like you kind of do need to give those jabs and sometimes that mm-hmm. free work is that jab you have to yeah. especially in the creative field you have to kind of show you have to keep building that value mm-hmm. through putting that work out there mm-hmm. so i think it is it, it, it does depend on the career oh yeah definitely and i and that's why i think the creative industries have got it a, a, <laughs> get my violin they have got it a lot harder i think than most other industries again because it's r- a lot harder really hard to sell the value of your art um at least at first um, but again, you know, if you get 10 years into a creative career and you're, you're not earning any money because you've been doing all your work for free, you're seriously doing something wrong. Seriously, you've then got to look at yourself and go, well, hang on, am I valuing myself enough? Because that's the thing. Like, if you don't value yourself enough to say, well, hang on, I've been doing this for a year now, I deserve to get paid. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Then nobody's going to value enough. Well, there's so much psychology to it as well. Like if you say if you say to someone, okay, if you go to offer your job or offer your graphic design, you go there and say, look, and they say, well, would you do it for free? And you say yes. Instantly, you've told them that what you create has no value. Mm-hmm. Basically, you've said mm-hmm. that to them. And I think there's like a psychology. Like the more you invest in something, the more you value it because that's like it's like if you get sold. Um, I don't know if you go out shopping and someone sells you like Westfield, Westfield, and they sell you a perfume which is custom made and it's two hundred pound, and you buy it instantly you you because you paid 200 pounds for this perfume you give it massive value mm-hmm. you tell everyone else oh, the best perfume i've ever bought the smell's unique they made it just for me you try to start selling it to other people because you want to kind of make yourself feel good that you spend your money wisely mm-hmm. so if you go into if you go into a talk and someone says well how much is it for your graphics i know you do great logo and you, you put out a big number suddenly they they respect you they mm-hmm. sit up and say actually i respect what you're saying mm-hmm. and then if the next person comes in and says well okay i'll do it for a hundred pound they massively undercut you instantly psychologically we believe that that person has less to give that person could be a much better artist than you but because you've you've created that that you have self-worth you mm-hmm. want to get paid so there is that element to it yeah as well. the caveat and i'm gonna play devil's advocate here is Okay, yes, that's fine that some you've gone in and gone 200, the other person's gone in and gone 100. And it's like, okay, well, we're going to go for the 200 guy because we're probably going to get more value, potentially. Mm-hmm. That's most likely the outcome that they're going to get. But someone comes in, you go in, you go 200, someone else comes in, they go, I'll do it for free. Mm-hmm. Or rather, they go, is anybody willing to do this for free? And somebody goes, yep, I will. Mm-hmm. And and again, like I look to the acting industry because I think this is an ap- absolute epidemic. The issue a lot of actors have is you can go into a scenario and you can get you can go. Well, I want to get paid for this, and it's like okay, that's fine, but I can get someone to do it for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then I think it's totally someone who's to... just as trained as you. Yeah, but that that person who's at the top it, again, it's not that. Okay, people will do it for free, but it's like that guy, we've got that video that's going to be added to the blog. It's like you have to change the industry. The industry is one that uh thrives on the fact that it knows people are desperate, Uh a desperate industry. Whereas like 
um, schools are like, oh, we need more engineers. We need so many more engineers. And suddenly the demand of engineers goes up. And it does take everybody to say, actually, we're going to take a stand. And it's those people that are actually, um, it's kind of like when they did the strikes and you get people who protest like for mm-hmm. fire, they want mm-hmm. more raising prices. Mm-hmm. The people who don't make the stand kind of hold everybody else back. Yeah. And so it's up to these industry bodies, especially like governments or people who kind of look at internships to say, actually, we need to raise the game and we need to kind of, if everybody does it together, then uh-huh. the value goes up. It's, it's those people that don't yeah. ask are kind of holding it back. Okay. So again, apologies to the non-actors and the non-creators out here, but, but this but is the find, industry just, I know the best. But Just find ways of applying it. It still applies. Yeah, no, like, but, but from, from my perspective, as someone that A, has a production company and B, is an actor... I want to pay every single actor that I hire the actor's going rate, which is 400 quid a week, I think, at the moment, which still isn't a huge amount, right? But as an up-and-coming production company, we don't have the finances to do that. Mm -hmm. Because that's that's a skilled job that we're asking for, but we don't have the finances to do that because we're an up and coming company. So... The, I think the hard part, like our trade union is trying to say, let's get rid of low pay or no pay. We want a, we have a, we have an actor's minimum wage, mm-hmm. which is very, very rarely applied mm-hmm. because it's just not possible to apply it for the smaller companies, the, mm-hmm. the up and coming companies. It's impossible. Um, so where do you draw the line? Because I want to pay actors as much as as much as they're worth, but we physically can't pay the actors as much as they're worth. So therefore we have to do some profit share systems and things like that. So therefore at what point, because if, if we say, okay, well, if actors aren't paid that minimum going rate, then therefore the art won't be created mm-hmm. and the work won't be created. And therefore you've got a, you've got an issue there. And I, I understand, you know, in terms of maybe like a, a more, I hate saying this, but a more, businessy system uh, businessy industry like accountants or whatever but when it comes to the more creative fields which let's face it a lot of our listeners probably are in creative fields as well and they're trying to make businesses based on their passion you know where where is the line drawn i think really if anything back in the day i could say you can complain about this a lot more but mm-hmm. i think nowadays with technology like you need to have serious amount of hustle the problem is is that you aren't showing to the, the end customer, which now is available. You aren't showing to them the value. So like you say, you've got these Kickstarters where you can raise money ahead of time. You need to say, well, this production doesn't get put on or you put on your ticket. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be able to find your audience online and mm-hmm. get them to pay in front uh-huh. so that you can actually then go and pay your actors. Whereas it's not like the system of having to kind of fork out your own money mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it's, it's still then, it's great if you can get someone to fund you up front, but actually now the customer understands that system and sometimes is actually willing to say, well, actually, I know where you're at and I know you. Mm-hmm. you if you explain your story, explain what the fear, the show's going to be, what value you're hoping mm-hmm. to provide, the backstory, who you are, be honest. Like the fact that you're talking about these kind of struggles, mm-hmm. people are suddenly going to say, oh, yeah, that must be a really pain in the butt to put on a show. You know what? I can see that. I'll pay you up front for mm-hmm. my ticket mm-hmm. and then that way you can pay your actors. And I think... Nowadays, through technology, through social media, you can actually find that audience who understand that that's a problem uh-huh. for small businesses. Yeah, I, I agree. But then again, we're that's. <clears throat> I mean, it's a, it's a huge catch twenty two because let's face it, most of the issues need to be solved by the industry as a whole. We've already said that. Mm-hmm. Like actors need to need to put their foot down and go. I will not work for free. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Yeah. Um, there, therefore, money needs to be more money needs to be pumped into the industry to make sure that the actors are paid, and therefore the actors are going to get paid what they should be paid. But then also for that to happen, the small production companies need to say, "Well, we will only put on the shows if they are paid for." Right mm-hmm. up up front is basically what what you're suggesting because of the the new model, which I agree with. But how do you then get all of the production companies to then say? I mean, I'm try- uh, let's try and put this out. But basically, with the fact that these industries, whatever industry they are, whether it's creative, business, whatever, if the whole industry needs to change, that's not something that you're going to be able to do on your one overnight. So how do you therefore deal with this industry that isn't working how it's supposed to? Supposed to? I feel like we can all say, you know, the industry needs to change, but you need to, that change needs to happen and you're not going to be able to do it on your own. So what I'm saying is, 
let's not focus on the industries as a whole. Let's try not to because that's not really active advice that you can give. There's no sort of action steps that you can do. You've got to start a revolution. So let's kind of bring it back to the individual. I'd say fuck the how the industry's working. Forget how the industry's working and just think at the end of the day, all you need is your customers. No one else mm-hmm. matters. You mm-hmm. only need your customers. If you get people that give a shit about what you do and you find them and you fucking nurture them and you give them every bit of value you possibly can, you bring them in on the journey, they are going to pay for you. They want to go to the show. There are people that want to buy every ticket off you. There are people that want to buy your product, your service. They're all out there. Mm-hmm. It's just that you haven't found them. So it doesn't matter what the actual fucking industry is doing or what's common in the industry. If you have your customers and you're giving them what they want, then you can you can do do things in your own way, and I just think that is how it is. And it, I think, yeah, stop thinking about oh, like I don't I think you try. I don't know whether you're just playing devil's advocate in that a little sense. bit, a little bit. <laughs> but I do think like it, forget how the industry's working. Things mm-hmm. are changing now. You can get in contact with your customer. Yeah, I totally agree. And and yeah, I was playing devil's advocate a little bit because I see I see a lot of creatives doing a lot of a lot of things, and I kind of think it's such a mistake because you could actually really leverage what you do um a lot more but there's almost an unwillingness and i think there are certain industries which are far further behind this uh than many others and i think the creative industry is being one but we're starting to see a transformation i mean look at the music industry i mean look at a perfect example actually is pearl jam Mm -hmm. um seth godin talks about the success of pearl jam and pearl jam are so successful because they put their albums out for free they don't get paid to make their music what they do get paid to do is present their music to people live and to sell their merchandise and to sell all of that stuff and obviously they are not merchandise makers they are musicians but that's where their money comes from and that's you know when you when the music industry was changing and you know you had the certain bands that were going well how dare you download my music for free and then there were other bands going no pirate our music Mm-hmm. We don't see half of that money. Mm-hmm. Pirate our music because where we make the money from is you coming to, to our gigs and enjoying the experience of us live in the same room as you and where you buy our T-shirts from and buying all of that other stuff, you know, the random bottles that you buy with the branding all over. And that's where they make the money. And I think if most, I mean, let's face it, we're going down a self-employed route. Mm-hmm. Everybody, like even people, you know, my sister, she's a midwife. But she's also got a side hustle of making like little blankets for babies and things like that and embroidery stuff. And everybody's starting to go down this side, at least this side hustle way. Some mm-hmm. people are investing in it full time. Some people are not. And, you know, even then, you know, there's a place for putting out. I mean, look at things like Groupon. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect example of, OK, yeah, maybe not doing things for free, but they're doing things for very, very low cost, probably making a loss of it. But it's brand equity. I think one of the things is as well, like people people get annoyed when they work for free for somebody else. But I think sometimes, especially when you're starting off like your your sister making these blankets or us with the podcast, you have to like deliver humongous value for free first just so people mm-hmm. can get to know you. Mm-hmm. It's like that is where the, the value comes from. It's like if you're going to work for free, be willing to do it for yourself. Like you have to have like massive self-hustle so yeah. that people get to know who you are. And get to get invested in the brand. That's why it's fine to if if you have to pay money to get your album out there to create an album, that album becomes that free giveaway that mm-hmm. eventually has bigger monetary value in the future because people are more likely to come to your gig because you now have an album. So sometimes like people when we say free work, it's always for somebody else. Mm-hmm. But like how much free work do you give to yourself to build the thing that you want to create? Like I think when we talk about like internships, mm-hmm. um, all these sort of things that I don't know employees want you to come in and help them out with, it's kinda of like, well, if it's, if it's available and you've, you've got an amazing skill, they see value in you, you don't see value in you, and then you don't put in that hustle to kind of build up your own own platform to, mm-hmm. to give your service. Why do you need someone to hire you because you're a graphic designer? Why, does some, why do you need to work for an organization? Are you not willing to put in that free hustle to build up a clientele yourself? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I look at what, you, what you're doing now as a, as a perfect example. Like, you did your internship, and then you got a job out of it, and then for one reason or another, you went, oh, okay, I'm, I'm done with this job now. And now you're earning all of your money from what you learned from that internship, which then became a job. Mm-hmm. And you're applying that and you're paying, you're, I think you earn more than I do. Don't know. Let's not. We, we won't I mean, let's not go into that <laughs> too much, but I think you do. Yeah. Um, and that's all done, that was started from doing free work. 
But then, as I say, you have to draw the line. You have to get to a point where you're going, well, hang on a second. I've done all this free work. Am I seeing the, re- the benefits from doing all this free work? Yeah, I, I think for me, it came with when I started actually making money, better money from what I do is me actually valuing what I do. And I think that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. I do think it's way more inside. If you feel that you're getting screwed over by doing free work, you are self-sabotaging yourself. You're not going to have a great experience. No. You're not going to pull anything from it mm-hmm. if you feel that you're losing out. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you've got that book, The Selfish Gene. I believe that people can only be motivated by something mm-hmm. that they feel is going to have an impact mm-hmm. on them. It's going to be of value to them. Why would you do anything if you didn't have any value in it? And mm-hmm. so if you ever feel that you are working for free, then, then like you say, that mm-hmm. is slavery and that is you not really, you're not seeing any value in it. And that's mm-hmm. just not thinking. So I, I, for me, if you value yourself, massively and i know that takes time because some days some weeks if some things are going bad i say well am i as good as i think i am mm-hmm. am i i'm not good enough and so then you kind of think well maybe i should lower my prices or i should kind of um i don't know work for free or do something for free mm-hmm. but yeah i think people just need to kind of know when when mm-hmm. is the right time mm-hmm. i think as well another thing you need to look around at the rest of the team that's working on whatever project you're working on if you're the only person in that room that's working for free or at least working at a very low below minimum wage wage if you're the only person in that team you kind of got to ask yourself the question am i being screwed over here (laughs) i mean sometimes it's because it's a small team and they just needed an extra person and they wanted to get an intern because again they didn't have the funds to actually pay you but they you know they're offering you something else like you know the ability to learn that's fine um but you do still have to at least look around and go Am I being screwed over here? If I go onto a film set and all the lighting people are being paid, all the cameramen are being paid, the director's being paid, the producer's being paid, and the actors are there not being paid, something's wrong. Definitely. And I think you've got to you've got to look at it from that perspective as well. So I guess um, I've been we don't want to hit on the same points over and over again. No, so no. maybe it's a good to sort of wrap up with things that maybe people should consider before they decide to mm-hmm. kind of maybe take on what we call with air quotes. Mm-hmm free work (laughs) also before we go into that there's Mm -hmm. also something else that i think you need to ask yourself as well before you go into doing free work right if somebody offers you that potential that's great but also ask yourself if you're doing this work for free are you going to be able to provide the same level of value doing it for free as you would if you're being paid because for example if you're not being paid you've got to get your money from somewhere Where's your money coming from? Probably a day job, a side hustle, whatever. Okay? So that means you've also got less time to put into this free work. So therefore, is it actually more beneficial for the employer to actually pay you? Because you could go into with that, that case. You go, okay, that's fine. I'll do the free work. However, bear in mind that I've got bills to pay. Therefore, I can't put 100% of my time into this. Mm-hmm. So if you pay me, I can because I know, you know, there are jobs where I've, acting jobs, I've turned them down because yes, they're paying me, but they're paying me not enough to actually live on. They're expecting me to do full days, full, full-time full rehearsals. And I'm like, no, I can't afford to do that. So therefore, I'm not willing to put in all of this amount of work as if I was being doing a professional full-paid job because I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to get as good quality from me. I'm going to look bad. It's not going to do good for my quote-unquote brand and therefore, no, it's not worth either of us going into this partnership because I'm not going to be able to give you 100%. Definitely. No, I agree. Now we can go into what you <laughs> So I um, just want to do like a, a, a few points. I mean, I think we touched on some there, but these are just some points to consider. And these are pulled from um, Seth Godin's blog, which he talks about free work as well. And he, and the first one he talks about, things to consider when, when you're considering doing free work is, um, like you just said there, are they paying other people to do that do that work that you are being mm-hmm. uh, that you're doing for free. So I think you kind of really mm-hmm. covered that point. Mm-hmm. Another point is like, am I learning enough from this interaction to call this part of my education? So that goes back to that quote I said at the beginning: Are you doing it because you know the value of your learning is it way exceeds the monetary value in it? And and can you get away with the learning? And maybe if you like you say you can have your side hustle which covers those um, expenses mm-hmm. so that you can carry on with this education mm-hmm. that you're getting at this place that you're delivering your um. And can this knowledge that you're gaining from this free work be applied six months down the line to actually make double your income, for example? If that is the case, then it could very well be worth taking that on. Mm-hmm. 
another point he says is is this um is this public work with my name on it or am i just saving them cash to do a job they should pay for mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, this is a big one for me this is a major big one i mean let's let's face it if if the bbc came up to me and said wayne we want you in this uh we want you in this this uh tv drama that we're doing but we're not going to pay you i'm like fuck you bbc you can afford to Mm-hmm. Like okay, yeah, I'm going to get exposure, but come on, yeah, you've come got, on. You've now you're case. taking yeah, the yeah. piss. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so the next one he says is, do I care about their mission and can they afford to um, can they afford to do this professionally? I really, I really, really like this one because I think sometimes you do do things for um, for free or lower pay because you generally care about what that person's doing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think I think that is amazing as well. Like as a as an into somebody or as a, a relationship builder, if somebody's doing something that really connects you, like for me, if someone I love helps, if someone I believe is doing amazing things in the health space, really is struggling and getting their word out there, mm-hmm. really needs some video or some audio or some kind of production materials or some graphics. And I think, well, I know if I support this cause, they're going to get that message out there more. And I guess that moves more into sort of like the volunteering space. Yeah, you're investing in them that, that way and it's not not the other way around. And, um, and so but the value you get from that is, again, it's that sort of gra- that, that really feeling good about mm-hmm. yourself, like I am supporting a cause that I believe in, which is great if you feel good about doing something. It's why people, a lot of people get addicted to volunteering because yeah. it makes you feel great. It cures depression. Like there's so much value in supporting something in that sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next one is, um, will I get noticed by the right people? People who, um, will, people who will help me spread my word um, to the point where I can get hired to do this professionally? And I think, again, that kind of really relates to that BBC thing and kind of other things you've said. It's kind of, yeah, will, will this give you exposure to the people who will eventually pay you? Yeah, well, I mean, let's face it. If the BBC comes to me and says, Wayne, we want you in this TV drama, it's like, who who do I need to get exposure? You've come to me now. Like, <laughs> I've got the attention of the BBC. Like, I get no benefit now from the exposure that you're selling to me. I've already got that exposure because you've come to me. So my, yeah. my exposure's there. Yeah, like, I don't need that. Cool. And the final point he says is like, what's the risk to me? Like my internal monologue and my reputation if I do this work. So like, what is the risk? If you take on that free work, does that mean you don't, you don't eat right for the the mm-hmm. month? It, does that mean your bills don't get paid? Mm-hmm. Does that mean you can't hang out with your partner or you can't go see your friends because you, you can't afford to? So you really need to say like, will me taking on this gig, well, firstly, does it have massive value that I'm getting from it? But also how much does it affect my lifestyle mm-hmm. and the way I want to work or the way I want to show up really. Mm-hmm. And also, um, even from the, in terms of the actual work itself, um, an example that comes to mind, um, I didn't get offered the part, but I did audition for it. It was a show in which, um, it was low pay. I was being paid, but it wasn't enough to live off. Um, and yet they were expecting nudity in this theater show. And I'm like, okay, going to get your clothes off for freeway no <laughs> frankly <laughs> no i mean the script was amazing um but i was they were paying low and i read the script and i thought this show needs a massive budget in order to do it well and for it not to be laughable um if i get offered this am i going to take it because you know i'm literally putting my body on the line and literally you know this could have been my first majorly public i mean it was a high exposure show and it's like okay well then what do we do about the publicity is my body going to be on show to the whole public whilst they take all these photos and do all these trade trailers wants to see that. in the bit <laughs> no nobody does want to see that in the build-up but you know then what does it say about my brand if actually the show because their budget is low isn't gonna like, they haven't got enough money to pay their actors a decent wage so therefore are they going to have enough money to actually make the production values high quality probably not so therefore is the show itself going to be laughable because the production values are low it's like i'm not willing to make that sacrifice it's funny that there's probably somebody out there who took their clothes off for free i'll be honest i saw i saw the trailer they do to the creatives yeah i saw the trailer (laughs) for that show and i've got to say that trailer looked really good and if they can do if they've got the production values to make that trailer as good uh, make the show as good as that trailer then yeah it probably was a good show i mean i didn't have to make that decision because i didn't get offered the role but it's something that I had to seriously consider. Okay, Wayne, I want to put, as obviously this show is about, should we work for free? I want to put your back up against the wall. Hang on. What? I want to backpedal a little bit because you <laughs> actually, one of these points you actually missed out, and I think this is actually one of the Which most one important ones. You missed out the, if I get paid, is it more likely the organisation will pay close attention, promote it better, and treat it more seriously? You missed that one. Oh, that is very true. And that really applies to what I was doing when I was in that company um, working as an intern. I delivered such massive value while I was there that they were paying massive attention to me. 
they were talking to about me to the um, people up the top and they were actually saying, look, we need to keep this guy on. So sometimes like, and I think that's self-confident and knowing mm-hmm. that you have the ability, like mm-hmm. once you're in the door and you think, okay, now this is it. This is me showing what I can do. If you, if you're so solid with that, you're going to get, you're going to get that job out mm-hmm. of it. And, it, and I think if you don't, it just shows that what you thought you was adding value to, you probably didn't add as much value in mm-hmm. the right way or the way that they expected, mm-hmm. but you should know exactly what their goals are when you go in and say, okay, how can I smash those goals mm-hmm. for them that they have to notice me? Mm-hmm. And also, if they're paying you, the stakes are higher for them. So they're more likely to put in the effort to make whatever project you're working on work. Rather than those free internships. When you get in for free and they say, okay, well, look at the computer for the next, t- uh, make teas, or they kind of got you in there because, okay, they should have someone in there who's an intern mm-hmm. rather than, whereas if they know they've paid you, they're going to work you. <laughs> well, it's like um, I know someone who will remain unnamed for legal reasons um, who's doing an internship in a events company. Um, and she said to me about the team that she's working with and they come up with all these great ideas that they don't execute and she's a unpaid intern it's like they come up with all of these great ideas that could do really really well for the business but they don't execute on them because it's going to cost them money to execute on these ideas imagine if they paid her let's say a decent wage well i don't know 20k for the year She's there for a whole year. So say on 20K, it's like, we've already lost 20K before we've begun. We've got to make that 20K back. Mm-hmm. So let's execute on these great ideas that could make us more money. Yes, we're going to have to invest another 10K, but we could get 50K back mm-hmm. rather than going, well, it's not cost us anything to do the event idea mm-hmm. anyway. So let's not spend the money on it anyway, because then we've not lost anything. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they've actually paid you, they've already made an investment in it. So they may as well get the results from it as well. Cool. So you you happy we covered all points? I feel like we have now. So I guess we should come to a, a conclusion. And so, Mr. Wayne Ingram, do you think actors, creatives, entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. anybody out there, is it is there ever a right time to work for free? Yes, there is a right time. I'm done. No, <laughs> um, no there is a right. As I said at the top of the show, there is a place for working for free. But you have got to draw the line. Because let's face it, the industry isn't going to draw the line for you. They're not going to go, well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You've been working for free for the last 12 months now, so let's pay you. Unless, as with your internship, you know, they really see the value that you're bringing. But if you're undervaluing yourself, they're not going to go, well, hang on a second. Unless you've got a really fucking nice employer. (laughs) Let's face it. There are some people that will go, hang on. I'm going to pay you. No, no, I'm not going to pay you that much because that's too low. I'm going to pay you more. But that's that's rare. Mm-hmm. Like you have to and draw that's the probably line. because they've seen something in you that you uh-huh. do not see. Yeah, they're suddenly going. Well, hang on, I'm make, I'm I'm going to make more money with them on board than I am with them not being here. Uh-huh. So let's keep them. <laughs> um, but that's about you providing the value. You've got to get in the door first. So the industry is not going to say, well, hang on, you know, we haven't paid you yet, so we better start paying you because they're all about profit. And you have to think exactly the same. You have to think, you are a business. Mm. Whether you are an actor, whether you are a painter, whether you're a singer, whether you're an accountant, whether you're a doctor, whatever. This day and age, you are a business. So start thinking like a freaking business. Definitely. That's all I have to say. (laughs) And yeah, and yeah, Wayne, yeah, I do agree that, yeah, people should definitely work for free. There is a place for it. But I just think you have to, as I say, redefine what you mean by free. Like free is bullshit. Nothing is free in that sense. And it, and stop focusing just on the money. Really look into what you get out of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I know we spoke quite heavily about acting in this episode, a bit more about creators. But even entrepreneurs, like there is ways of reaching people, getting mentorship from people because you deliver massive value initially. Mm-hmm. And so a relationship can be built from it or a, or you can get a, um, a supplier who mm-hmm. gives you something cheaper because you've done something for them for free. If their website's not good and you do something, you give something away free is a tool for relationship building it's mm-hmm. building trust it's putting your it's, it's that kind of showing people what value you have to give and, mm-hmm. and that's why i definitely totally think that you should consider working for free but really think about it also i know i said that's all i had to say but i do have something else i have to say go on then i've written a blog post on this this isn't me plugging it shamelessly oh, but because yeah. i'm going to bring up something i mentioned in the blog post i wrote a blog post on this tapthetable.com check it out um but i kind of closed the blog post Basically saying, you should never, ever, and this is, goes particularly for the creatives out there, but you should never, ever, 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 
ever, ever let yourself be put in the position where the employer makes out to you that it is a privilege for you to have a fucking job. I'm sorry, I'm getting so Boom. passionate about this. I love that. But you should never be put in the position where it is a privilege for you to have the job. You're an actor, you're a writer, you're an artist, you're a photographer, you're whatever you are, right? It is a privilege for them to have you on board. Not the other way around. You should never be in a position where it's like, we know that you want this, so therefore we're going to milk everything we can out of you because it's good for you. It's like, no, fuck off. <laughs> it's good for you to have me on board because I bring so much freaking value. Sorry, so passionate. <laughs> Boom. You just, you just had a Gary Vee moment. I you did. just exploded. And I, I, I don't want to say anything else because that is so true. You need to value yourself. We're, we're about mindfulness on this on this, on this podcast and you need to give a shit about yourself, value yourself enough, and that's where the results will come. Mm-hmm. Cool. Excellent. <laughs> Whoa. So, so Wayne's going to calm down. I'm going to put him in a cold shower. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. And to be honest, as I say, it's one of those episodes where you it's a lot of conversation. There's probably things mm-hmm. that you totally disagree mm-hmm. with Wayne, totally disagree with me, or totally disagree with the whole lot, or you agree with massively. And we'd love to hear what you have to say. So I have to say, post comments, share this out, tweet us. You can tweet Wayne at... Oh, sorry, I zoned out there. You can tweet me at Wayne underscore Ingram. Or you can tweet me at C-K-Y-I-L-D-I-Z. You can also email us, and that's gem at PowerfulNonsense.com. Or you or, can email me at Wayne at PowerfulNonsense.com. Cool, and like I say, we, we love hearing about, back mm-hmm. from you guys about what subjects you want us to talk about. I know sometimes we go very careersy, sometimes we go very mindset, sometimes we go very entrepreneurship. We'd like to mix it up. We're exploring things mm-hmm. ourselves. Um, we want to talk about the things that matter mm-hmm. to you, so... Mm-hmm. Send them in. And if you know anyone that you think is working for free too much... Oh, yeah. Then, my God, please, please send them this episode. Definitely. Just send over to them. If they're working for free and they are bitching about the fact that they're working for free and they they feel like they're getting taken advantage of, they are probably getting taken advantage of. Or (laughs) they haven't... If they're naked at their desk, they are definitely being taken advantage of. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Exactly. Or... They just aren't seeing the, the massive gold mine that's sitting in front of them. They mm-hmm. are just coming in thinking, oh, I'm just going to get a bit of experience. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about the connections they mm-hmm. can make or the value they can really drain out of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. We're recording this for you guys as much as we are for ourselves to explore these ideas and things. Uh, to those that don't know, this is stuff that we would sit in a coffee shop talking about anyway um, and have done on multiple occasions. Getting getting dodgy looks from people thinking, what the hell is that with these dudes? Yeah, or you get the occasional old guy in a suit going, oh, yeah. A couple of nods here and mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so we decided to share this with you. So please share this with other people too. And also, if you do like the show and you get value from it, please, <coughs> please leave an iTunes review. Yeah, five star or nothing. <laughs> If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Cool. So um, (laughs) thanks for listening. I hope you found this useful. Mm -hmm. We'll be getting more interviews, more discussions, more Wayne heated up. We might even get Wayne naked for free. (laughs) Hey, it wasn't for free, just low pay. Okay, low pay. I won't do it for free. (laughs) So if that's what you want. Unless you ask really nicely. If that's what you want. And it's in private. Support the show. We've got a donations page. We can get Wayne naked if that's what you want. (laughs) We're not doing a a one million likes and uh, (laughs) Wayne gets naked. We're not doing that. No. Cool. So have a wicked week and um, a weekend and smash it. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye.